Welcome to my podcast, NYC Gal Out, about a New York City gal who is out and about. A podcast dedicated to entertainment news and pop culture headlines. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's get into it. <laughs> okay, girl. We have to talk about this a little bit. Um, New Jersey, though it's not really New Jersey, but it's kind of New Jersey. Kim D and David Yontif. Okay, did you listen to Kim D's interview that she did with uh, the girls Roxanne and Chantel over at their podcast? I listened okay. to clips of it. Yes, yes. Okay, so I just want to tell our I just want to tell our listeners. Nobody's gonna believe us though, but I'm I'm gonna say that I actually told Lindsay that there was a falling out about like three weeks ago. We didn't like really talk about it on air. Of course, nobody's gonna believe me, but you know, <laughs> I'm co-signing. That did very much happen. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, oh, of course she's saying that, you know. I know. Everybody, I know. Like, <laughs> but I, I swear, like I text Lindsay at like I think it was like one in the morning or something, <laughs> and I was like writing a whole novel to her. I wrote like this whole like freaking five page novel about all the things that I heard, which I call them dumpster gossip. I call them dumpster gossip because it's not like stuff that I actually. You know, softer hand or anything. So I was telling her all the dumpster gossip. I was telling her, and and here's the thing: Kim D on her interview with the girls, she actually said, you know, well, it it was because I wasn't getting paid, but there was other things that led up to it. She said, I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to bash David. So she didn't mention the other things, but and I'm not going to mention it because you know I. I'll like I'll only mention it if she talks about it. But like since she didn't mention it, I'm not gonna say it. But I did tell Lindsay what those other things were, because like we 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 kind of speculated with one another like what <laughs> what the falling out was. And I had and I had told her, well, I heard this and I heard that and blah 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 blah. And this was like three weeks ago. And then Lindsay, Lindsay didn't even really believe me because she went and bought tickets. She wouldn't want tickets. She wouldn't want that tickets. was. I had the tickets before. You, it was a week after I bought tickets. Literally. Was it? Was, it? Yes. Yeah, or it was the following. I either bought them on Thursday and it was the following Monday or Tuesday, I think. Because I don't know. But like yeah. I, I just remember it was like really late at night, and I wrote you like <laughs> freaking five pages. It was like a novel. Yeah, because <laughs> I replied and I said I have tickets for Philadelphia. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. And you were like, Oh, girl, you get your, you know, get yeah. your money back. I said, Get your money back. And you, okay. And here's the thing. And then Lindsay was like, Oh no, no, no. I heard it was because Kim has a wedding plan and it's on Kapoor. And I was like, I don't know, girl. I hope you put it on your credit card. <laughs> I did. I'm not, yes, I know. I love to do that. Okay, so I just want to say, Lindsay, since you said you didn't listen to the whole interview, Kim D did confirm to the girls that she is not doing city winery. Um, that basically, you know, their relationship has ended, and she hasn't spoken with him in like two weeks. So. 
yeah, it has nothing to do with a wedding or Yom Kippur or anything. So I hope you get your money back. <laughs> really? Because I heard she so she legitimately had a wedding, friend's wedding. Maybe she was telling that because I I don't know. I, I maybe I don't know maybe either. she's. Well, maybe that was put out there because they didn't want people to panic and, and you know, like. Hmm. Here's the thing: I don't, I don't think that David anticipated Kim going and, and speaking publicly about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, Kim, like Kim didn't really bash David, but what she said was, "Look, when I started doing this, I was doing this as David's friend." And, and and we spoke about this. And look, I feel comfortable talking about it because Kim put it out there. You know, otherwise mm-hmm. I would never talk about it. But she put it out there. Like, I mean, she really put it out there. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. You should listen to the interview. Just don't, don't, don't listen to just clips of it. Listen to the whole interview. But anyway, she really put it out there. Um, and she said that it started out that they were friends. My kids are screaming in the background in case you we guys are care. wondering what that is. We but anyway... Yeah. Oh, girl, I'm sure you're in your car. I'm in my closet, so. <laughs> I'm on my deck now. Not my car. It's where I'm on my deck, surrounded by my little lanterns. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she said that when it first started out, she was doing it for nothing. She was just doing it as a friend because she was David's friend, which I understand because, like, look, Lindsay, you do a lot of collaborations with other people and you don't get paid for it, right? Right, So, right. like, so she said that was how it started out. And now I said to you, I'm on Kim D's side with this because she's right. Look, when she was doing it and they were starting out, I understand David not paying her because obviously he wasn't getting any money, having no sponsorship, whatever. So like, I can understand that, that she was doing it. But what once he's built his audience, he should have given her something. And I told you, I've never seen him promote anything like I never saw Kim and David promote anything except like one time they were promoting a wine that he had her drinking at like eight in the morning and I I felt like that was a little bit shitty of David and so I'm like on Kim D's side with this look I like both of them I like David's podcast I'm still going to listen to David's podcast I'm still going to support him he has some great interviews yeah, and I, I, I just I, I like David as like I, you know, his personality. I think he comes off like very personable, yes. and so like with him, I'm not too crazy about her. I think she, you know, I, I think she's not everybody's cup of tea. But I do like that she has this candor about her, where she does come off very authentic in certain situations, mm-hmm. um, like this. I, I absolutely believed her when she said that. And then she said that, you know, once she started doing it for a while, she said to David, you know, you do you think you could like at least pay for my cleaning lady? <laughs> so that was how their arrangement went where he like started paying for her cleaning lady. But like, I mean, I don't know how much the cleaning lady cost, but you know, whatever. And but look, I get it from Kim D's end because she was saying that, you know, but then he started having me like watch, you know, shows for this and shows for that. And then uh, he wanted me to do events and stuff like that. And look, I mean, when she's doing these events, she's got to have glam, right? She's got to get her hair done. She's got to get her nails done. She has to have an outfit. So all these things cost her money. Then she has to travel. And if she's not getting compensated for any of that, like that's kind of shitty. 
And I know that、um, when you said that they were at City Winery, that you said that she just kind of bounced. Like after it was done, she just left. So, yeah, she said she had been there since like four. She took a couple pictures with me and Laura, and then she was like, I'm like, she was like, like, she didn't stay, like, she didn't really, yeah, she was quick to leave. Like, I don't know if she meant four in the morning or four in the afternoon. No, I don't think she was there at four in the morning. <laughs> I was like, because I mean, that's been like four hours, but okay, I know, like, if you, you know, obviously, like, I took it as. Like me and Laura, my friend, we were thinking maybe she like wanted to get home like close to New Jersey because it was like in the city, and、mm-hmm. she had like plans or something closer to where she lives, and she wanted to get home. Maybe I don't know. Um, I I'm trying to remember like what David's podcast was like before Kim got on there because he's had his podcast since. Way before me, and even before Dana Wilkie, because I remember I went on Dana Wilkie in like 2020, and she was talking about how she was friends with David from the Behind That Velvet Rope, and I had never heard him at that point. So he's been around for like. So David, okay, so David had his podcast. So so、okay. David started off with his podcast, and it was on all the streaming platforms, and then he started to like additionally to monetize it by putting clips of his. Podcast onto YouTube because you could like、um, you you could also do that. Which the girls also started to do that.、Um, the girls over at All About TRH for the longest time they were just doing their podcast, and now they've started putting up clips of their podcast onto the YouTube channel because again, even people. You know that's like different avenues of ways that you can monetize. So how he started off was behind the velvet rope. It was a podcast, like how I do, and and then you know he started putting it up onto、um, YouTube also, and then he started to do Patreon. Now his Patreon stuff was just exclusively with him D, but he charged a high amount. He charged like fifteen dollars a month, whereas if you look at other established.、Um, <coughs> Other established podcasters, they only charge like four dollars, five dollars. Like even,、um, even the girls at、uh, All About TRH, you know, they recently opened up a Patreon also, and they said, you know, they're going to put、nice. exclusive content, and they're only charging four dollars and ninety nine cents. So they're only charging five dollars,、yeah. and his was really high. It was like fifteen dollars a month. It was fourteen ninety nine. It was fifteen dollars a month. So, I mean, I, I feel like, look. He he says he has all these listeners on his Patreon and whatever, and his Patreon was exclusively Kim D. So if all she's getting is a cleaning lady,、uh, because look, I mean yes, they only record for an hour, but girl, he was having her waking up at eight in the morning on a Tuesday. Like come yeah, on, yeah. I mean that's just a lot of work when you're doing interviews and taking notes. Plus she was like out in the streets getting gossip. Like I know he would be, he'd be like, you know,、yes. Laura Lee can't come back on unless she's gonna bring something. Like, geez, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, tell me more. So I kind of felt like that was I'm I'm on Kim D's side with it, and and you know that was really weird because she she really、um, opened my eyes to a lot of this because I, you know the way David talked and everything, I thought she was getting like a steady paycheck. I thought like she was getting like five hundred dollars an episode or something. You know, <laughs> like. I know. I, what were we talking about?、Um, She Kim. Oh yes. Okay. So yeah, I'm on Kim D's side about this because like 
I said I thought that from the way that David made it sound it made it sound like she was getting a paycheck I thought she was getting like at least a thousand dollars or like five hundred dollars per episode especially because David kept on like talking about how many listeners he has and all this other stuff and I think that's really where it kind of went sour because look she wasn't just recording for an hour she was doing other stuff too she was the one that got Jacqueline Lorita on for the interview she had to go to City Winery and I know like um you know at first I thought it was just that like David was taking Kim D as like his plus one but now I'm starting to think that like maybe he was asking her to go to all of these events and like i said you know she's not gonna just like show up like like no, you know she yeah looked amazing. she has glams top to bottom hair makeup and that costs nice money and yeah and like her. and like if she wasn't getting compensated for any of that if she, all she was getting was like him paying her cleaning lady like what the hell like <laughs> i don't know what do you feel about this uh, it's not, I mean, uh, to be fair, I haven't listened to everything as well on this podcast. I've only listened to clips. I mean, I love Kim D and David both, and I have yeah. a lot of respect for them. So, like, I hope that they were able to work it out. Yeah, mutual. And if any wrongs are wrong, like, just make them right. Just make it right and say you're sorry and, and, and part ways, you know, and just keep it moving. And yeah. everyone just be in peace. There's enough room for everyone. Just be nice to each other. And I think they will be because I don't think Kim's going to talk terribly about him and I I don't think he will talk terribly about her and maybe one day you know you never know what I mean we didn't expect Kim D to blow up you know I mean she we hadn't heard from her until she yeah on behind the velvet rope so in a way as even as if it is true that she wasn't getting compensated for any of this if it leads to her possibly having other opportunities open for her that would make her more money than she ever could on a podcast yeah well i well and i had also told you that um she wasn't having any income the only income she had was her store and then you know just her online business i mean i i don't want to go into too much of it you know of course lindsay already knows all the stuff that i told her and like i said we're only going to talk about the stuff that both of them have mentioned well david has to mention david has to mention anything so we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about the stuff that kim d has already put out there but um yeah so i don't know i but girl you need to listen to that interview because like roxanne she does a great job she asks her the hard questions she brought up yeah she brought up david she brought up vanessa she yeah and she even said she was like well, she, she said to her, she's like, you know, you're friends with Vanessa. How did that come about? Because I got to tell you, you know, Chant- uh, Chantel and I, we kind of feel like Vanessa is not well. Like, girl, saying she's not well is like an understatement. This girl is like, I don't know. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know what I call her. Every single time I talk about her, I call her Lifetime Movie Psycho X Vanessa. So, oh, <laughs> but so... So Kim D said that she had reached out to a friend, a mutual friend that knew Kim D and that friend had contacted Kim D and whatever. And, but that kind of like proved 
Roxanne's point because Roxanne was saying that like look she had an agenda to kind of paint Louis in a light and, and like she wanted to go with this she wanted to go with this narcissism narrative and just her reaching out and I told you she did the same thing to me like she fucking like <laughs> she reached out to me to like freaking put out shit and then like when I wasn't taking what she was like I when I wasn't biting on her bait then all of a sudden she was like well you don't know him like I know him and then I had told her that I met him at a charity and then she went like psycho bitch crazy on me and she was like what charity what charity were you at why did you well, 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 well I mean I don't know I don't know if she actually well I don't know if she actually sounds like that I was reading the yeah and you know like when you're reading something that yes. somebody's like <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> so I don't know if she actually sounds like that but it was like what I was reading and when I was reading it that was the tone that I was getting in my head so mm -hmm. I was just like okay but yeah, so it's like, you know, I do agree with Roxanne. It's like, okay, you know, she wants everybody to see Louie in a certain way, but she is the one that is contacting all of these podcasters, bloggers, content creators, anybody who would entertain her to put out this narrative about Louie. And it, I... I do like look I do think it's true I think there are a lot of content creators out there I think some of them are I, I think some of them and, and look I'm not putting shade on anybody but I, I think some of them don't really care about like fact checking or if, no <laughs> and I'm not you know I'm not I mean whatever you know I'm not I mean you know, I mean, it is just what it is. Some people, they just like gossip, you know, like whether it's true or not, they just like gossip. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, so it's a really great interview. They ask her about Vanessa. They ask her about Dina. They ask her about Dolores. She, and I will say this about Kim. She she answered you know she wasn't mm -hmm. one of those people that are like you can't ask me this you can't ask me that i'm not going to talk about this mm -hmm. like so mm -hmm. she she answered she answered but okay we're going to wrap this up but i want our listeners to have your input what do you think <laughs> um i think that this could be i mean honestly to be, i mean i've had the gut feeling that she you think she's coming back you told me that she, she was going yeah. herself if she goes on every podcast and says talk and says the i mean uh, if i was her i would be you know obviously on instagram i would be posting i'd be making content but i would not be going on podcasts where i could potentially be saying something that could potentially set me up to you know interject something in the future because she was texting with Teresa yes and all over the place and I think that Teresa like, she's smart people dirty work you know what i'm saying she it's teresa yes and let me tell you teresa's smart everybody always says teresa's stupid or whatever she's right. not stupid she's very no. smart and look she maybe this is her way of like you know hey like okay i'm gonna bring kim d back she brought danielle back she brought freaking danielle stop back <laughs> yes. and here's another thing kim d as much as margaret thinks that she knows on people and she has an arsenal kim d knows where all the mother effing bodies are buried yes oh i would love she knows oh the Gorga. she knows more than she ever could even tell us or let us know stuff that she knows because she's she's been around she runs you know she's yes. runs the big boys yes so i would love Girl, I would pay money to see a ringside fight with Margaret and 
<laughs> with Margaret and Kim. I think, I think for all the shit that, and and you know, Kim, she likes to say this expression. You know, she thinks who she is. So I think for Margaret, for all she thinks who she is, I think she would not be able to go one on one with Kim D. I mean, I'm not, and, and not violence, you know, not violence. Like, I'm not, like, I don't expect anybody to be, like, throwing punches or anything like that. But I I think Kim D, she would, like, chew her up and spit her out. She's very, you know, Teresa is not very quick with her words. She's very reactive. And, and that is the thing, you know, some people are very reactive. They're not able to, like, think quickly, and that's fine. Um, but Kim D, I don't think she's that reactive. I think she's able to stay calm, less reactive, but she's a quick thinker. I think whatever, because there's so many times when Margaret or Melissa has said things and I'm always like, Teresa, why didn't you say this? Or why didn't you say that? Like, why didn't you bring this up? <laughs> yes. It's her brother, so she's like emotional. So I feel like in any situation, like I can be quick on my feet when it's somebody else, but when it's like myself that's like in pain over it, like it's like your emotions just, you can't catch up. Like you can't get there. And she, and Jennifer does, she tried, I think for a while to try to help Teresa correlate those thoughts until people were like, stop being Teresa's mouthing. Yeah. And I think Kim D, like I said, like, she'll do the dirty work. Clean because she's got five kids in the school district. I always say that that's a big deal when you have children in a And her husband's district. a doctor. And he's a surgeon. A yeah. He's exactly. a surgeon. Kim D can, uh, kick ass and take names later. She don't got nobody to work. You know her son's I mean? grown. Yeah, her son's yeah. a grown man. You know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I definitely I would definitely love it if Teresa could get Kim D back on. I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen, but who knows? Because look, for the longest time, everybody thought that Danielle Stop was like banned uh-huh. yeah like they, uh-huh. they they thought she was banned from bravo forever and, and Teresa bought her back so i think i think this is um and 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 if she could get if she could get kim d on camera i think that this would be awesome and and here's a little bit of gossip on that interview that kim d did with all about trh louie liked it Nice. Yes, he liked it. I saw that liked. <laughs> See? And again, like Kim is connected to a lot of people, and I don't know if Louis is like necessarily connected, but I'm sure. I mean, you know, he. I mean, we know everyone in New Jersey, New York, that area. They're all connected and whatever. He knows Bo Dito, please. He's connected. I mean, I would. I feel like I would say he's more connected in a new. Like I would say that the people in New York are more connected than people in New Jersey. I don't know. <laughs> Two cannot one because Teresa is the main character on the show. She has four daughters. She you know. has, and and she has her job to protect. 
Yes, and Kim can make it. Like I said, Kim is Melissa would be shaking, and I feel like Melissa and Joe would be counting pennies out of their penny bank to try to get her off. <laughs> yeah. Come on the show. Oh, oh! Speaking of that, speaking of that, oh my goodness! I don't know how true this is, but Kim D on the podcast interview, Kim D said that they offer money to Bulldog to Brian to pay him off to not. Like come on the show, like uh, up or uh, mm-hmm. do you, mm-hmm. do you believe, believe that? that you do? Yes, yes, really? absolutely. That would explain that's that would explain why he like just kind of went dead silent, yes. right? But yeah. girl, how much do you think the asking price was? <laughs> I mean, he was Oh, I I told you I would love for one of them to try that bullshit with me, and I will name drop. I I will name drop. First of all, don't try that stupid shit with me because my brother is a lieutenant in the NYPD. I'm gonna say that. So that's that's the first name drop. And second, anybody try to hack me, I will have the military jack office on your ass if you ever try to hack me. So or dox me. First of all, I'm pretty sure that's like a federal offense if you try to like. Give out like a military address or something. So I, I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a really big deal to talk to civil. I mean, for anyone to talk to any, that's a very, but again, who regulates it? There's nobody on Instagram. Like, I will regulate it. Oh no, I will like freaking go into the Jack office and I will be like, no, you need to get a hold of like freaking Mark Zuckerberg or whoever the hell is running Instagram. Oh girl, I told you I would love for them to do that to me. Somebody tried to hack into my TikTok, but they couldn't get into it, and I was like. TikTok, like what? What the hell? Like, I'm like, I'm like what, what? What the hell is on my TikTok? Like, I, I don't well, even know. my TikTok, but I mean, if they, they want, if like, if they were going to see like, you know, what my demographic or my messages or anything like that, my audience is built on my blog, which there's no way they could get into my blog. My blog is run through my ISP. So that's like, I, I don't care how good this hacker is because mm-hmm. I am like on a military base 
for him to hack into this, he would have to like break through like the military freaking ISP. So I am challenging this guy. I am challenging this guy to do it. I want him to do it just so I could run with like a fire up my ass to the jack office and be like, prosecute this guy for treason or something. <laughs> yes, yes. That's so funny. I mean, it's like crazy. And I, but here's the thing: like, that's what like you when you live in a small community, you run into those people at the grocery store. You run into them when you're getting gas. Like, he has children too. He has a wife. Like, he doesn't want to have to deal with people harassing. You know, it, it comes in all different forms. You don't know what it's gonna come at. If they do it, you know, a little bit different for everyone. Sometimes it's spray paint outside your house. I don't know. Like, sometimes it's a two hundred dollar gift card to the restaurant. It just depends. You don't know what I don't, I don't, girl, I don't think he gave him a $200 gift card to Olive Garden. Come oh, on now. No. <laughs> I that was like another, that's like a, somebody else that happened to, that's, I like, it was to a restaurant, like to someone, it was like a different situation, but it was definitely a gift card that they gave someone. Oh and, my goodness. Well, yeah. you, you know what else Kim said? She said that, um, Albert Manso had a couple of mistresses and that it was brought up. Yes, she said that it was brought up in one of the reunions, but it didn't make it on the cutting board. A oh, cutting board? What the fuck am I talking about? On, on the cutting floor. And that, you know, it, it wasn't aired, but that it was said in the reunion that it was brought up that, she, you know, like, oh, well, like, what about your husband? She said, so Kim D said that it was the, um, it, it was a reunion where they were talking about Juicy Joe cheating on Teresa, and Teresa was like, you know, well, what about your husband? You know, what about like, well, yeah, blah 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 blah, and and Kim, she said that's been floating around for many years that she, that um that Albert Manso had two mistresses. One of them was like. I don't know if she was like living at the brownstone or if he got her an apartment or what the hell it was. Did you hear There's about an that? apartment above the brownstone. I don't That's know. What it is Did you hear they about that? It and made it their little love nest in like towards the later episodes. So that's how we find out that there's an apartment above brownstone is because Al and Caroline remodel it and make it like their love nest. Oh, um, I didn't even yeah. know that. So you heard yeah. about this? It was on the show. It was on the show? What do you mean it was on the show? It was on the show that he had a mistress? Like, <laughs> no, it was on the show that he had an apartment above the brownstone, which I would assume would be a perfect place for a mistress. If I owned a restaurant, <laughs> I would put my mistress above the restaurant. <laughs> but do you believe it? Then I could just go up there whenever I wanted. But do you believe it? Yes. He is, he's connected. Absolutely. His dad, his dad was unalized and put in the back of a trunk. Naked. Of a yeah, naked. Naked and, and stuck in the trunk. Yeah. And he said lots of times they trapped him and they said, like, it was not good. But I, but look, just because you're a connected guy doesn't mean you have, it's not like a rule oh, that you no, have no, no, to be. No, 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 but that was very typical of men in, in that. They, like, that's how they were, like, that's the, almost like a, you know cultural thing like it's very common for like men like connected men to have a mistress and a wife like they always had a mistress that they kept in the city or wherever and then the wives are in the suburbs with the kids how come we haven't seen anybody come out though who do you mean the mistress. The mistress? Yeah. Oh, well, she probably wants to keep her. She probably wants to keep her kneecaps. You think? You think for all the shit that Caroline Manso talks, 
you think she turns a blind eye or do you think she's just naive about what's going on? Oh no, she turns a blind eye. She probably, she probably, she probably lets him have it though behind closed doors. He probably does, he is yes mamming her when he's with her because, <laughs> yes. I think she very much knows, but she does turn a blind eye because it, he would never stop. That's the thing. Like she could try to fight it, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't because Tommy was that way. They he was sleeping with a bunch of girls at the Brownstone. Like that's been their mo. At one point, I think that it was like in Reddit that they were using. They were both using the apartment to like sleep with girls, waitresses, or whatever, whoever they were banging. Yeah. That like I they're brothers so obviously they're gonna trust each other yeah absolutely men are and one more thing one more thing that I want to talk about before we get off um, was that Kim had said look I have no problem with Caroline but to me she seems like somebody who has her nose up in the air and the same way with Dina I, I'm like, you know, Kim, Kim's like really coming out with like, she, she's just saying it all. Like, uh, the way that she always spoke about Caroline, you know, I, I thought that they had like some sort of friendship or whatever. And she, she basically said like, look, Caroline's not really my cup of tea. You know, we don't have the same personality. Um, and you know, I don't have a problem with Caroline, but she's just someone that I get the impression that has her nose turned up against you and I feel the same way with Dina what do you think about that um I think that Dina comes off that way and she not not, is it so much that way Caroline is very much like look at my perfect family and this is my son and we all love each other so much she's so fake she's so fake I I get it really look it really gets under my skin that she wants to be all holier than thou when it comes to Teresa and, you know, her and her few with her brother. Like, girl, half of your siblings don't even talk to each other. What are you talking about? Like, why Like, what, Why are you giving advice about sibling rivalry and, 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 and having to make, you know, what, whatever? Like, like, you got 11 siblings who don't even talk to you. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> where Caroline says that she says, I'm predicting it now. There's going to come a day when someone might have to go away and somebody else might have to pull up their bootstraps and yada, yada, yada. And like years later, they used that confessional and was like, see, Caroline, can you believe you were right? And she was like, yeah. And then like a couple of months ago, it comes out that her and Lauren are doing a Q&A somewhere and she says she was present for the phone call that was made to either the feds or the FBI or whomever they turned them into, whatever government agency it was. So she knew the whole time. She's trying she to say, make, she's she trying to say prediction. She knew and she played the audience that whole time for all those years. We sat there and I thought, how would Caroline know that? Like, she could never have predicted that and that's how she predicted it because she knew. But she's she just, you know the thing about her is that she likes to say oh I don't care I have my family I have this I have that she cares girl she could say what she wants I'm gonna say this people like to throw the label narcissist around I don't care if you're on re- nine times out of a th- nine times out of ten when you're on a reality show like the real housewives 
you are a narcissist. Whether it's Teresa, look, and look, I'm going to say it. I love Teresa. She's like my favorite one on New Jersey, but fuck yeah, Teresa's a narcissist. So, so is Louie. So is Melissa. So is Joe Gorga. Andy Cohen is freaking a narcissist. Are you kidding me? The way he acts? And, and look, Caroline, she's a fucking narcissist. Like whether she wants to you know, think she's not or, or call somebody else that, but she definitely is a narcissist. I mean, it's like she, like she's going on Q and A's to basically talk about the only thing that she's known for. This is what she's known for. She's known for New Jersey. And it's like, you see this a lot. And Carlos King puts this perfectly. I am name dropping Carlos King so much today, but he puts this perfectly. He says, it's very hard when it for like for some housewives it's very hard when it ends because life after housewife is just very hard and it's it's true i we we've seen it you know it doesn't matter if it's like a one season wonder or if it's just a friend of or or whatever you know but especially if you were a main cast member I, I think it's very hard to move on from that. And look, I'm not saying all reality TV stars because there are reality TV where you have like a contestant, like, you know, House Kitchen or um, Dancing with the Stars. Or, okay, maybe not Dancing with the Stars, but <laughs> like House Kitchen, um, The Voice, America's Got Talent. Those are a little bit different because even though they're reality TV, those contestants they actually have to have some sort of talent. They have to be able to cook. They have to be able to sing. They have to be able to like freaking throw flaming fire at somebody's head or something. So it, it's like you're you're famous because you actually have a talent. So that's a little bit different. So it's not like every single person who goes on reality TV is a narcissist. But when you're on a show, when you're on a reality show like Housewives, you don't really have any talent. You're basically famous for being messy, for being a train wreck, for people to sit there and judge you and be like, damn, she's a bitch, or I don't like the way she is. Like, we like to act like we know these people, but we don't know these people. We know them from TV, and we like to be judgy of them. Like, we tune in because we like to be judgmental of them. And Dr. Drew Pinkett, he's a... Um, He's an MD, so he's not just one of those guys who goes around calling himself a doctor, but <laughs> he's an actual MD, and he wrote a study about reality TV stars and personality disorders, and he said the majority of people, the majority of reality stars, are they would fall under the category of having a narcissistic personality disorder. Did I ever tell you about that or no? Yes, I you did. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we talked about it on the show. See, like, it's like, oh, you, you I see, I, I, like, I always get our conversation mixed up because we talk so much that I don't know if, like, we talked about it on air or on text message or what the hell we did. But <laughs> I don't think we talked about it on air yet. Yeah. No, you are hundred percent. I think that that Carlos King and that whole theory, you are very much right on with that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So. All right. As always, we always end up with New Jersey, but <laughs> we can't open. We love it. We I know. It. I I'm hoping. Look, I don't know what'll happen, but I'm hoping Teresa is able to somehow, some way, bring the infamous Miss Kimty back onto New Jersey. 
Me too. I think that it's going to happen as long as she just doesn't say anything about producers. And that's one thing, like, it could just be an accident. You know what I'm saying? She could just, like, get asked the question the wrong way and just accidentally, you know. So just keep posting, keep doing your podcast, keep, you know, making content, being seen. And I messaged her and told her to be ready because I was like, I don't know why sometimes, like, I'm not saying I'm psychic by any means, but I have an intuition and I just sometimes know things and right now i know that you're gonna be filming so be ready get your eyebrows together (laughs) be ready because i don't want you to put them on hold when they call you yes well but you know the thing is starting see and i said this kinti's not really a content creator i mean she has her instagram where she posts her outfit of the day but she's not really a content creator and and i don't I, I, I hope she has a team helping her because with her podcast, she's going to have to edit. There are certain things she's going to have to do. And then if she really want to monetize, because she's only doing it on her Patreon, but if she really wants to monetize, then she could also put those recording where she could put the visuals onto YouTube. And, and, you know, that's what a lot of podcasters do so that they could like monetize that way also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I sure. don't know. But all right, girl. So thanks for recording with me yes i'm so glad we got to chat and i hope that everyone leaves like a five-star rating and you know they can email you if they have any questions about anything like new jersey (laughs) no they could email you they could email you don't send that nonsense to me i don't want that nonsense you could you could email Lindsay at the housewife historian check her out on her youtube channel bye 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 Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we're going to get into it.